Hi, friends. Hello, hello. You're listening to I'm Sorry What the Podcast with Ashley Sleek. I'm sorry, what? It's just like I showed up at your front door, bottle of wine in hand with 30 minutes of juicy ass gossip to talk about. Like, who doesn't want to do that? I'm sorry, what? We're just here to talk about all those moments that make you really question what's going on in life. Like, why are you hung up over Brad from Bumble? How did Kylie get pregnant again? And, you know, why are you living at home at the ripe age of 29? (laughs) Or is that just me? I'm sorry, what? Hello, hello, and welcome back to I'm Sorry About the Podcast. I'm Ashley Sleek, and I made it a solid two days in my own apartment, and I am already back at my parents' house. So that whole intro part about me still being 28 and living at my parents' house, well, it might not technically be true since I pay rent fully in Campbell, but I have spent literally the last two weeks in Livermore and am right back here for more, apparently. So, I mean, listen, here's the deal. We all know, I don't have to tell you, if you listen to the podcast, I hate the fucking heat. I hate I hate it. I absolutely hate it. I am not a summer girl. Like, I listen, I love the activities that come with summer, but I'm not a heat bitch. And for those of you who might not be from California, for whatever reason, September is like the fucking hottest month here in California, at least like the beginning of the month. I think it's because we all just started celebrating fall, you know? And I mean like we all, like as in me and my fellow fall bitches, like September 1st is our fall day. And I think mother nature was like, fuck you, dude. It's not fall yet. I'm going to remind you. And then it becomes... 112 degrees here, which is just absolutely wild. So basically, I, as as you all know, if you listen to podcasts, if this, if this is your first time here, hi, hello, welcome. Um, I live in an apartment that lacks a few essential amenities. You know, there's no dishwasher, there's no washer and dryer, and most importantly, and the worst part ever, there is no air conditioning. So when it becomes 107 degrees and I'm on the second floor, there is no escape. I had four fans going yesterday. So my sister gave me like a window fan. Then I had a ceiling fan. I had a little portable AC unit that my dad got from like Rite Aid. And then I had like a mini fan. Okay. And all these were all going. And I have to say, I think the mini air conditioning unit thing like from Rite Aid was the only thing that was even semi working. And I was like, I just I fucking can't take this anymore. And listen, I know if you're sitting here thinking this girl is such a diva, that is that is true. But let me further explain and back myself up in case in case you're new here. I have maybe two, maybe three chronic illnesses. We don't know now. Like I said, um, freaking my Crohn's disease when all Tanya Harding, Lady Macbeth and murdered potentially my lupus. We don't know. Um, But either way, one of the things about that is that my body just cannot handle the heat. So not only was I like throwing up amongst other nasty things all day, um, because what's funny is I got back from my parents on Sunday and the heat wave started Monday. And I was like, this was so stupid. I should have just waited it out. But I was just feeling super anxious. I was feeling like my life was put on hold for this whole sickness thing that I've been dealing with. So I was just really anxious to like get back out there and like do my thing, blah, 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 be in my own apartment, be in my own space. No, mm -mm, no. So um, anyways, I was like throwing up. And then what was scary was that my ankles started swelling. So just to recap, in case you're new here, um, the last two weeks I've spent in and out of the emergency rooms and doctor's offices basically because I was like completely immobile, couldn't walk. Um, I got this like huge rash on my ankles. Turns out it was all because I wasn't on the right medication for my Crohn's disease. So it's just like a whole fucking thing. So anyways, I, um, (laughs) so, um, yet my ankle started swelling and I was like, oh my God, like I, it's, it's do or die at this point. Like I have to get out of here or else I'm not going to be able to walk because I was starting to like wobble and things. And the thing is, is that I'm not 100% like back to normal in any way, um, especially the stairs. So I live on the second floor, which was a massive mistake and something I swear I would never do, but we don't have to get into it. Um, <laughs> and so I'm on the second floor and it's like just insanely painful for me to get up those stairs. Um, so I've been 
the last like two days, I was just like kind of trapped in there anyways. Um, and so I was like, it's getting worse. I need to go. Because one, one of the things about it, <laughs> I think I said that sentence like five times. Sorry. Um, I'm recording this first thing in the morning, which I do love to do sometimes because we all know I miss morning radio. It's just that I have not been sleeping and I'm exhausted. I haven't recovered from the last two weeks and all that. And that's not a complaint. It's a explanation for why my brain is scrambled eggs. Although I feel like my brain's always kind of scrambled eggs on this podcast and you all seem to love it. So whatever. Anywho, all that is to say that um, I can't remember what I was talking about, but I think it was my injury, my ankle stuff. So uh, I just haven't been feeling that good. And um, this week is kind of a big week because at at some point the prednisone is going to wear off and I'm going to have to figure out if these other two medications are like doing their job. And it's going to be hard for me to figure that out if I'm in an apartment that's super fucking hot. And my ankles are swelling anyway. So I can't tell if it's like, is this because the the rash started to like get deeper. It's weird to call it a rash because it genuinely looks like a big bruise. And I was so grossed out because I posted a picture, obviously, for fall because who wouldn't? And if you like zoom into my feet, you can like see the rash. And I was like, oh, my dad's like, no one's going to notice that. And I was like, OK, well, I did. You know, like I'm creeping on my own pics. Um, <laughs> and you know, and we, we all know if you listen to the last couple episodes, how obsessed I am with my skinny ankles now. So I was like tragically upset to see them get swollen again. Um, so yeah, anyways, I am not going to feel bad about it. I, I did feel like I was kind of giving up and running back to my parents' house and all this stuff. And it's like, yes and no, you know, I feel like I got to do what's right for me. And it was super sweet. One of my friends like Kristen offered for me to like come to her house because they have AC and, um, you know, that that was like going to be my next option, you know. But I just felt like if something were to go wrong again with the ankles, like it's just best that I be here. So, you know, whatever. I'm hanging out in Chateau de Florin again. And um, it's a good time. It's a good time. We love to see it. Um, also I, uh, <laughs> I wrote this down cause you know, I take notes throughout the week, um, <laughs> for the podcast and the only thing I had under intro was like, I have to stop doing self-assessments when I'm depressed. Uh, okay. You, if you work in corporate, cause I, I don't know, maybe they do this in small businesses too, but in my experience, I've never had to do this before. Like when I was in radio, I never had a review, which probably was like not good. I think when I was in Oregon though, like. I had a little bit more structure as far as like having reviews and things, but nothing like formal sit down. I also wasn't there long enough probably for a mid-year review. I only lasted six months. But as far as like my professional job at like Wine Country Radio, I don't remember us doing any sorts of things like this. But basically in the corporate world, they like live for this shit. So you have to do a mid-year review and then like an annual review. And then you have to do like a self-assessment at both times. And I feel like for some reason... Every time this self-assessment thing comes rolling around, I'm like in a bad place. Like right now, I'm still having like the effects of the prednisone. So that's kind of like where that's at. But it's like I literally have to sit there and brag about myself. And I just I can't. And I'm like, can we just like get this together? I, I now that I'm saying it out loud, I think the right thing for me to do is when I'm feeling good and confident, I should just write my review and just save it, you know, but. We weren't all thinking ahead of the game this round. So I just thought that was super funny. I also decided that I I think I've talked about this a few times that I just need a TikTok segment here on the podcast because that's basically where I spend a lot of my free time. This is where I go to like disassociate and do that kind of shit. Like it's just a nice distraction for me. So then I just I feel like, though, on the podcast, I'm always like, well, I saw that on TikTok. I, always, I saw that on TikTok. So then I just I just gave TikTok its own corner I and I'm really upset because I realize now that I didn't write down the usernames for any of these people. So I feel like I'm just stealing their shit, which is so unkind. And I'm really sorry about that. But maybe I'll be able to go back and find it and then I can put it in the captions or something. But listen, (laughs) this girl did this TikTok where she was going to Spirit Halloween. okay, and she was like walking into Spirit Halloween and she's like, I'm going to Spirit Halloween. I got to take a poop. So I'm going to go take a spooky dookie. A spooky dookie. The way I absolutely died. 
a spooky dookie. And now one of the things I've learned from uh, TikTok that I've talked about here before is that I'm not alone in being like a target crapper. Uh, I I learned that that's not like a unique thing. There was this thing when I was growing up. I I mean, first of all, I Crohn's disease, so leave me alone. But when I was growing up, every time we went to Target, I had shit like, every single time. Now nowadays in my adulthood, I actually cannot remember the last time I pooped at a Target, which you know is tragic. Maybe I should just go back to do it for the nostalgia. But anyways, I haven't pooped at a Target in a long time. And uh, so but this is a thing that like other people do. However, now I want to do a spooky dookie. But then again, I do find spirit Halloween stores. I mean, I love them. Obviously, I love Halloween, but they are terrifying. And so I, I don't know about all that. I don't know about all that. Um, then, okay, so I'm also on, like, therapy TikTok, obviously, because <laughs> hello. Uh, I, I did see that somebody else said that when they went through their breakup, like, their whole page was full of tarot card readings, and I still have that. My favorite ones are the, this initial is your soulmate, you know? And listen, I'm not gonna lie. I sit there and watch them. I'm curious as to what letter they're gonna show me. Like, I just want to know. You know, or like these two are meant to be together or this person betrayed you. It's like, just show me that. Show me that letter. I just want I'm I'm curious. I'm curious at this point. What do you know that I don't? OK, TikTok. I want to see what you know. I also will 1000 percent, no matter what the situation, if you do a um, astrological sign thing, like what wedding dress is your, you know, astrological sign? Like I'm a sucker. I'll sit there and watch it. And if you don't do Scorpio. Then I will come back and I will I will look for your videos to find Scorpio. I know that's the only reason they do it. It's like, how do you know what wedding dress I should wear? But I want to know what you think. I'm curious. Or like, unfortunately, I sat there and watched um, the top 10 worst astrological signs. Or like, I think she did 10 to 1 from like least to best. I didn't have to wait very long. Um, she put Scorpio as number two, which was weird because number... 10 or sorry it was number nine number 10 was Aquarius and then eight was Gemini and I was like whoa (laughs) everything I read was that like Gemini's were worse than Scorpio's so not really understanding that and listen I don't judge people off their astrological signs however when you do have an ex who's a Gemini, you just kind of put it into a category. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Uh, But anyways, I, (laughs) I, I, yeah, they, they said we were like manipulative and awful. And I was just like, I just don't relate to Scorpios, but they did say they were good in bed. Sorry, dad. Um, So there's that. Uh, (laughs) Okay. So anyways, on therapy, TikTok, someone was saying that if you self isolate, the reason when you're like, having trouble, which I was like perked up because I was like, oh, that's me. Um, It's because you were told to go on timeouts. And you might be thinking, did you come on here to roast your parents? No, I came on here to say, what the fuck are you supposed to do with kids these days? I feel like every time I'm scrolling through my therapy TikTok, it's like, oh, you know, you told your kid to shut up one day and now they like never speak. It's like, can you do anything without fucking up your kids? Like, this is why. Listen. We all know I'm not on the kid brigade, brigade, brigade. Hello. Um, We all know that I'm not super on board with having kids. However, you know, my uh, niece was here yesterday and she was crying loudly and neither one of my parents could calm her down. But I did a beautiful rendition of Baby Shark and she went right, right. Right, calm down and then went to sleep. So oh, maybe I'm a baby whisperer. Um, just kidding. But uh, anyways, I don't I don't really want kids, but I am floored by how how much trouble you get in when they get older and they do therapy. It's just like I mean, obviously, there's things you shouldn't do, but a timeout. And here's my deal, too, is that I actually took timeouts and applied it into my adulthood for me personally. If I'm feeling like attacked or angry or upset, I need to isolate and handle those emotions. Because if you poke that bear, if I'm upset and I retreat to my own room or my corner or my car because I need time and then you decide to poke, 
It's not going to end well. It's not going to end well. I I need to be able to calm down because the first things that come out of my mouth are not going to be nice. You know what I mean? And I actually found the timeouts to be helpful. Do I like the self-isolation thing? No. In this scenario, yes. It's What I don't like about it is when I just stop responding to everybody. And I don't think that that's necessarily a timeout thing. Actually, my therapist and I, good old Andrew, had this conversation in therapy last week. So I was like, I think what I'm freaking out about is that I have 115 unread text messages and I feel like an asshole. Like all these people care about me and I'm just being a dick and it's hard. And he was like, I don't know if you've seen <laughs> I am in the TikTok corner, so I don't feel bad. But, you know, there's the sound. I think it's Chris Jenner when she's like, what would happen if you just called Taylor up? And my therapist was like, well, what would happen if you just responded to the text messages? So then I got into like the nitty gritty as to why I'm a bad texter. And basically what it comes down to is that I am afraid that I'm going to say the wrong thing over text and someone's going to misinterpret it the wrong way. And then I'm like and then they're not going to like me, basically, is what it comes down to. Sometimes I really am just busy and other times I am just tired and I need just genuinely a break from my phone, which is normal. However, it's the the freak out. And I was like, this is why I'm somebody who likes to talk on the phone. Like I talk on the phone probably like once a day, um, you know, to various people. And and that that's personally my way of c- catching up. But I'm also aware that not everybody likes talking on the phone and I don't have the time to be able to catch up with everybody on the phone. So I need to be able to text. And, you know, I will talk about this in the second half. But like as I'm breaking back into dating, it's like I have to be on the apps, which means I have to respond. So I basically my therapist was like, just give yourself a little bit more credit. Like, just talk on the like talk on the text that you're talking on the phone, you know, and and have faith that if if you say something that's going to hurt somebody's feelings, like they'll tell you. And I think that's so important. Side note about friendships. It's like at this point in this age, I just think it's like if somebody does something, I mean, there's things obviously that are so small and petty and you're like, all right, I just got to vent to another friend about this and that's fine. But there's something that's genuinely, you know, like upsetting you, I think it's important to tell that person, you know, we're old and I hear holding grudges like um, causes wrinkles and I don't wash my face enough for for me to, you know, not take care of that. So anyways, I just thought it was hilarious that there was like another thing we were blaming parents for. And I don't blame my parents. I think the timeouts were a right move. I support it. Actually, um, I don't know if I've shared this on the podcast before. I feel like I have. But from what I heard, I used to put myself on timeouts. Um, I would just like know I did something wrong and just head to the corner. I think it was more like I didn't want to um, be told what to do. So I was just going to punish myself. Um, And I still do that to this day. The last thing I saw that I thought was super funny was that there was the sarcastic TikTok going around like this voice. And it's, you know, basically two girls kind of joking about how they don't love the drama. Like, oh, me and my friend, we we would never gossip. Like, we're not the drama. And it just made me laugh so hard because like I go back to this memory and I can't remember if I told this on the podcast before or not. But when my best friend was at the hospital having her baby, she like called me for the drama. Like, I like that my friends don't play games. And we all know I'm not. Because sometimes when you get told, when you're like, oh, you got the gossip, you're the drama, you know, it's taken as this bad thing. Like, you're this bad person who talks shit about everybody. No, no, no. I will find the drama in going to the grocery store. Okay, so like, there's always a story to be told. And I just thought it was really funny because I was like, we don't even pretend. You don't even pretend like I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm perfect and I never gossip and I'm not the drama. I have a whole fucking podcast pretty much dedicated to it. And I like that my friends just like me for exactly uh, who I am, you know? OK, and speaking of drama and TikTok, my TikTok page is absolutely filled with don't worry, darling drama. Have Are you guys into this shit? Like, This has gotten so wild. So basically, if you don't know, Don't Worry Darling is the movie that stars Harry Styles, Florence Pugh, and it's directed by Olivia Wilde. So to back it all up, Olivia Wilde was married to ultimate daddy Ted Lasso, um, Jason Sudeikis. So they were married. I want to say they have a kid, maybe two. I honestly could be wrong about that. I didn't do my research on this. Uh, All of my information I am pulling from my memory from TikTok. So I apologize if anything's wrong. But 
whatever. This is like my version of the TikTok drama. So anyways, those two are married and she's directing this movie. And then they get a um, and so I guess I guess before they got a divorce, this movie was originally starring Shia LaBeouf and Florence Pugh. OK, so then it came out that Shia LaBeouf had like abuse accusations against his, you know, ex. So this whole thing comes out and then basically Olivia fires Shia. Or at least that's what we think. Like she got rid of Shia and it's because, you know, she wants a healthy work environment, blah, blah, blah. And then she brings on Harry Styles. So when she brings on Harry Styles, then those two start dating. That's where the timeline's a little iffy here, because we're not sure, like, did she cheat on Jason with Harry? Like, nobody knows, right? Nobody knows for sure, except for maybe Florence Pugh, right? So then there's a whole drama of, like, Jason supposedly serving Olivia the papers, the divorce papers, when she's, like, at... I don't remember she was like at a conference or something. She was speaking somewhere, which here's my thing. And it's not just because I don't I refuse to believe that Daddy Lasso is a bad guy. It's just that they when I was reading through like comments on TikTok, because that's what I do, because I'm like someone in here is a lawyer or like has this job or something and can tell me what's up. And basically they were saying that, like, if you are dodging papers, like the court can bring them to you anywhere you are. So it might not have been his idea and he might not have even known that that happened. I think he issued an apology or something. And I think he said he didn't know or a source said that. That's where I get iffy. I'm like, was it a source or wasn't them? Who knows? Anyways, so then now like this movie's coming out, right? And all of a sudden we're seeing Florence Pugh be like hella quiet about it. Now it's like, okay, we don't, Florence Pugh, when you're normally in a movie, you know, you're posting about it on the gram, you know, you're doing press, but we're not seeing like any of that shit. And so then it turns out that, you know, this whole thing about her firing like Shia LaBeouf gets like kind of rehashed up and Shia LaBeouf's like, I didn't get fired. Like I quit, basically. And then so everyone's like, all right, whatever, Shia LaBeouf. Like, I didn't believe it. I was like, this guy has issues so like I'm not gonna sit here and believe him however a video gets released a motherfucking video which like listen if you're gonna do something shady and you're gonna say shit you shouldn't say like text messages are already sketch because you know you can screenshot but also people can fake text messages so you kind of have an out there you can't fake a video you can't fake a video so basically he she sends Shia LaBeouf a video of herself basically saying, like, I want you back on the movie. I think we can do this together. Like, please work with me. And she says, like, Miss Flo basically is going to have to learn how to grow up and deal with it. So then that alludes to the idea that Florence Pugh was actually the one who didn't want to work with Shia LaBeouf through a fit. And then Shia left. But now text messages between Shia LaBeouf and Florence Pugh have been released and they seem very, like, amicable. And Shia LaBeouf said that he left the movie because of scheduling conflicts. When you see the text messages between him and Florence Pugh, once again, we all know text messages can be altered. So I'm not saying this is for sure, but this is what we've seen. So anyways, in those conversations, it they are having scheduling issues. And, you know, even some it's there are some weird things where Shia's like, says I think he asked like something around long lines of like do you have a problem with me and she's like no you know whatever so anyways like all this comes out so now it all comes to head at the Venice Film Festival because now they've all got to be together and they're doing press and so in the first you know like the interview part it's just Olivia Chris Prine who is rocking long hair now and I can't decide how I feel about it um Gemma and then Harry Styles and what's so funny is Harry looks so still hot, but very uncomfortable through this whole thing. And I just feel so bad for him because there's also rumors that him and Olivia have split and it, they don't stand next to each other on the red carpet. When she walks the carpet and he's there, she he like turns his back. It's super awkward. And they're sitting like as far away from each other as possible at this interview. But apparently Harry Styles was asked what he likes about the movie. And he said that he likes the movie because it feels like a movie. And listen, what do you expect from Harry Styles? I just absolutely love it. He is like in rock star mentality. It's absolutely amazing. Uh, I can't you can't hate on Harry Styles like not for me. So anyways, then <laughs> so then Florence Pugh. So in the interview, you know, Olivia is asked about the drums, you know, of course. And basically she's like, 
you know, Florence can't be here because she is filming for Dune. She's going to be here later. And we're so grateful that she was able to be here at all, you know, and that's super great. And then, you know, she's like, I'm not going to feed into the Internet's like drama. She's like, it's already feeding into itself, whatever. And I was like, what if this whole thing is just us being fucking crazy? I mean, personally, I hope it is because I don't like to see women fighting um, at all, especially like when we've got a female director, you know, and, you know, this incredible female lead. Like, it's just like a bummer to me. Oh, I do have to say this. So backing up, there was like an interview done or something and Florence Pugh kind of alludes to the fact that the movie is all about sex and she didn't like that. So there's that, too. So anyways, um, and Florence. So Florence Pugh comes the red carpet looking fucking phenom, by the way. Everybody is comparing this to like the Diana Princess Diana revenge dress. And like, I get it. She's wearing a black strapless sparkly dress. She looks fucking incredible. And she walks up like she owns the goddamn place. And before that, on the gram, she was out in this adorable matching like purple set with an Aperol spritz so fucking unbothered like she looks incredible and her co-stars Nick Kroll and Chris Pine are so excited to see her it's just like super cute and you can just I felt like there was a major like compensation there from the cast like they were just so happy to see her and I was like you know you'd be happy to see her either way obviously she probably had to leave for you know filming early or whatever but I don't know. It just seemed a little a a little sus to me. So then Florence Pugh does like one interview on the carpet and she says, you know, that what she likes about her, you know, character and things or about being in this movie is that that you see a woman standing up for herself and saying no on and off the screen. So then you're like, oh, shit. okay. well, like, is Florence like saying no to all this press because she's pissed? Because there's another theory going on here that the reason Florence is so upset with Olivia is because she's friends with Jason Sudeikis. And so like she was like she knows that Olivia cheated and she didn't like that, which is fair. I would be upset, too. Listen, I know that Harry Styles is Harry Styles. Right. But for me, like, I don't know. I, I don't think there's anyone you can get me to cheat on my spouse with even Post Malone. You know what I mean? I just. Of course, I've never been presented with the opportunity, but I just don't understand cheating in any way, shape or form. So, you know, I just think it's weird, whatever. I've always felt like Olivia and Harry's relationship was kind of strange, but, you know, whatever. If they're happy, it's fine. I just wish the whole cheating thing wasn't a part of it. And who knows if they're together now because it didn't look like it. It could be that they were just trying to not make the carpet about their relationship. Like maybe that was a PR move, which fair. But either way, it was hella awkward and then there's this whole bullshit so like it when they go to sit down it looks like harry styles spit on chris pine and like there's no fucking way that happened i watched the clip over and over again and i'm like no and they both like commented and said that that didn't happen and it's insane but then the best part is that at the very end of all this like movie's over they're getting their standing ovation blah 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 then all of a sudden Harry Styles just walks over to Nick Kroll and kisses him. So one of my favorite tweets of the whole thing is like Harry Styles shows up, looks amazing, doesn't answer interview questions, kisses a boy and leaves. And it's like, you got to love Harry Styles. You just have to. You just absolutely have to. So there is so much drama surrounding this movie. I am absolutely going to watch it. I've heard mixed reviews. Um, I think people are going to hate on Harry Styles' performance no matter what, because he's Harry Styles. And when people are that high up in the world, you know, like people are that adored, you want to knock him down. So I'm going to take it with a grain of salt that some people said he was bad. I I will, as my own personal movie critic, whose favorite movie is High School Musical, um, I will watch it and let you know when it when it comes out what I think. (laughs) Uh, The best person, apparently, who weighed in on all this shit was Kanye West. Somebody needs to come get him. And, you know, I go back and forth about talking about Kanye. One, because it just makes me so angry. I want to punch a wall like a frat bro. But I and I I just feel like we're watching someone with mental health problems like unfold right before our very eyes. And I just don't understand why no one will go get him. Like I he's got to have people around him. And it's clear to me that the people around Kanye West are not there for Kanye West. I think that Kim Kardashian really tried to be. But 
clearly like I don't know. He's not getting the support he needs because he's going fucking buck wild on social media. And, you know, there's a bunch of stuff about him, you know, complaining about where they're going to put their kids into school. And then, you know, he even screen shared a text from Kim Kardashian that's like, please, my mom's begging you to stop talking about me and or talking about her, like leave, leave Chris Jenner out of it. And he will not. And then he says some like fucked up shit about like Pete Davidson going to the mental hospital. It's like at least if Pete Davidson went to, you know, his trauma therapy or whatever for dealing with Kanye, he made the irresponsible choice. And Kanye, you need to go to trauma therapy. Like whatever fucking happened to you, you are so you are you are fucked up and you need help. Like it just it is what it is. But I can't listen. I didn't read all the text messages because I just I can't or all the social posts. However, there were two I couldn't not talk about. First of all, he said he will be streaming Midnight's on October, you know, 21st. And I'm like, I mean, nobody cares. But like, don't use Taylor to throw shade at your own wife. But then again, that was a little funny. But the best one was that he posted to let everybody know that Kim Kardashian has the worst diarrhea. And I was like, what? And and listen, I'm not saying it's not true. I mean, I've seen her diet. It can't be normal. You know what I mean? Like she does eat, but not like, I don't know, like that waist is a little too snatched for me to believe that she's not eating a lot of things that probably would give somebody diarrhea. Also, as a person with Crohn's disease, I'm like, yeah, that happens. I I suffer from that every time it gets hot. Like, you know what I mean? Which is TMI. But if Kim Kardashian can have diarrhea and the whole world can know, so can I. It's normal. Everybody poops. So then Kim Kardashian tweets and she's like, OK, I'm heading to bed. going to go do my nightly diarrhea and have a good night. You know, like she's just like, fuck it at this point. You know what I mean? But I was just like, Kanye, like that's like, you know, Kanye would post things that were so shady. And then you were like, OK, well, maybe there's some sort of point to this, but literally telling the world that his ex-wife has bad diarrhea, like there is actually no, there's, there's nothing there for me. So it's, it's tough. It's tough. I just think Kanye needs help. And and listen, I, my dad and I watched the Elvis movie, um, when I was, you know, dying here and the whole time I was watching it, I was just so sad. And I was like, this happens to celebrities. Like they don't have the right people around them. Like we're watching this in real time with Britney Spears. Like we are watching basically what what happened to Elvis in real time with Britney Spears. Like she's alive. And I feel like we have the chance to like take it seriously and save her. I don't know how, but like I just don't want to see the same thing happen. And even though I hate Kanye West, I mean, he's made it so you hate him. Right. But like when he first came out, I didn't have a problem with him. It wasn't until the Taylor thing that I was like, this guy sucks. But, you know, you got to imagine he just doesn't have the right people around him, obviously, to like put him in help and like get him, make sure he's taking his medication and things. Because like what's happening to him is not normal. So that's why for me, it's like, listen, I mean, I'm I am going to laugh at the diarrhea comment. But however, I'm not going to dive deep into Kanye because it's just like it just pisses me off. I just feel like he needs help and we had to take it seriously. But on a lighter note, I thought Austin Butler did a good job. My overall review of the movie was like I wanted to see a little bit more acting. Like I didn't feel like I saw I feel like I really wanted to see Austin Butler as Elvis. And like he did so well with the performing thing. But I feel like a lot of it was I don't know. I wanted to see more about the I mean, it's a two hour movie or so like it was long, but I don't know. And it just made me so uncomfortable because I was just like, oh, my God, like this is such a tragic ass story. But I thought he did a wonderful job. I thought the actress who I did not look up who played um, Priscilla did amazing. And, you know, it, it was just it was I thought it was a great film. Hi, friends. I'm so excited to talk to you about one of my new favorite brands, Kitsch. I don't know about everyone else, but I'm going back into the office and Kitsch has not only been so useful from work from home life, 
It is also very helpful for going back into the office. So listen to this. I started with the very cute like cheetah print satin pillowcase that I'm obsessed with. It sets the tone for my new bedroom. I'm in love and honestly, it really does make my skin and hair feel better and I'm not just shitting you on that. And then when I was working from home, listen, I would do this thing where I would take a shower and then I would throw my hair up in the towel scrunchie and then like when I felt like getting out of my pajamas and I had to have a meeting, I would go blow dry my hair and it cut down the time astronomically. And then now I've got like the little ice roller thing because now I have to be up and like get in a car and drive to work. So I need to wake my ass up and the ice roller just does just that and it's so amazing, so helpful. And then I also got the heatless curler. So I can like curl my hair in that little, you know, pillow looking thing. And then I drive to work and I take it out and bam, I look flawless. I highly recommend Kitsch. They have all sorts of amazing products. Like I just named a bunch, but they have so much more. And you can get 15% off with promo code AshleySleek15. That is Ashley, A-S-H-L-E-E, Sleek, S-L-E-E-K, 15 and you can visit the link in my bio on Instagram to shop super easy. It's at Ashley Sleek on Instagram. Okay, bye. By the way, to further justify my escape back to my parents' house, I do want to share that right when I got into the car, uh, PG&E alerted me that the power was out in my in, at my place and my Wi-Fi had also like gone out shortly before that. And I was like, well, I have to work because I have to leave. Um, so anyways, I just remember that for some reason and I wanted to justify it. And I'm really hoping because I used to come home all the time in Sonoma County when it would get hot. And uh, I would remember that every time I came here, we would like lose power. So I'm really not, I wasn't going to say that loud because I don't want to like manifest it. However, it is a little bit funny, but so far, knock on wood, we have not lost power. And um, yeah, so anyways, um, in the, since I'm on like a little bit of the mend, you know, I while I was sick and injured and all those kind of things, I was like, you know, I feel like I could go back to dating at some point. I never like I said, I never deleted my apps. And so I was like, all right, well, I'll just do a little like swipey swipe here and there. Which was so funny because um, I feel like I'm nervous about saying this because I'm still talking to this guy. And like, what if, you know, what if I like, you know, actually end up with this guy? And hopefully he just like never finds out that this is him. But anyways, I I was on the phone with um, one of my besties, Kim, and I told her I was like, I think I just need help swiping because I just my I, I don't understand my own standards right now. I don't think I have them. And so I cannot tell if people are cute or not. Like, I can't tell if I'm just being like, oh, like, I should give them a chance. Or if they're, like, good looking, you know. I One of my worries about dating again was that, you know, I was telling Andrew, you know, my therapist, my bestie, um, we were talking about me dating again. And I was like, you know, what I, I, I told him, and I think I've said this on the podcast, that I was not going to go back to dating until I knew that I was dating because I was ready and not because I was lonely, which was a very like important part for me. Like I didn't want to date to get over Scotland or just date because I was like, ugh, I'm all by myself. Like I need a man. It's like, no, I want to be able to feel, of course, you're always going to feel a little bit lonely. That's not going to go away. But if that's the main driving factor, then for me, I know that I would just settle for any sort of attention. And that's not what I'm looking for. Like I genuinely want a partner like you know we all know it's the husband hunt so anyways um so I was like I feel just like so overwhelmed like I can't tell who's cute and who's not like I just I can't which so I was on FaceTime with her I discovered did you know you could screen share on Face FaceTime now like this is probably one of my favorite inventions of FaceTime like I'm so glad that you can do that I had no idea so we screen share because a guy had liked me on Hinge and I was like, I think he's cute, but I can't tell. And the problem was that I thought he had really scary nipples and I'm hoping it's just the picture. But she agreed. But we agreed that he is like, in fact, cute and I should talk to him. But you know how I give everybody that I talk to on the apps nicknames and I'm really having a hard time resisting calling him nipples. But like I said, I'm I'm nervous that like he'll stick around and then every week I'm going to have to give you an update on nipples. Like I just <laughs> I worry about it. You know, I, I genuinely worry about it. So um, 
I don't know what to call him right now. For now, we're just going to leave him as Hinge Guy um, Anonymous. But he seems really nice. um, And we'll see. We'll see where it goes. And then I went back to Bumble. And the problem is, I think it's funny um, that I I know I talk about this all the time, but like I have to get into outdoorsy things. Like it's just I've never seen somebody not talk about it. And I I don't really know what to do with that. And right now, I mean, I can't even fucking walk. Obviously, it can't last long enough indoors to not be at my parents' house, let alone go outside. But I matched with this guy who's like who just moved to out to the Silicon Valley. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, welcome to Silicon Valley. Like, whatever. Because he was like, oh, looking, you know, I find this funny. There's another I know this is in the TikTok segment, but there's a TikTok about like guys on on Bumble. And one of the ones is like basically looking for a tour guide like every time someone's always like new here and looking for someone to show him around but you know what he was cute so I was like whatever and I was like oh what have you explored yet and then his whole thing is about how much he loves like the redwoods and all this shit I was like fuck and he's like any hidden gems I should know about (sighs) I was like listen actually at this point I think I just need to like As I said, I'm literally 10 seconds ago. I'm like, I need to change my whole personality to become outdoorsy. However, I also just need to like be myself. So I wrote out a response on notes, which was super annoying because my Bumble was being weird. And then I found out that you can't copy and paste from notes to fucking Bumble, which is so annoying. At least I couldn't on my app. And then I was like, I just wrote out a response. So obviously I didn't respond because then I got tired because I was like, I just tried and failed. But anyways, this is what I was going to say and will say eventually was that, you know, I, um, I, you know, I might not be the the expert on hidden gems when it comes to like hiking, but I do have friends that are so I can de- definitely steal ideas from them. However, I think that my knowledge is great in like the uh, experiences. Like, I think that if you live out in the Silicon Valley now, you 1000% should go to a San Francisco or a uh, San Jose Giants game because it's such a fun experience. And then, you know, also uh, the farmer's market in downtown Campbell is amazing. And, you know, not to sound like an alcoholic, but I do know a lot of good places to like grab a drink. And I think whatever, like be yourself. OK, so um, I, at some point I'll respond and we'll see how that goes. But anyways, I'm taking it slow into it. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm excited. I feel like. You know, we had some good times here with like Mr. Gorgeous and chicken tenders and all those fun things. So hopefully I get back and it's not not scary awful. But I started to do it when I was feeling better. Now I'm like, oh, I want to make sure I can like walk before I talk to people enough to like go on a date because I don't really want to have to explain this whole like situation (laughs) like I have Crohn's and maybe lupus but maybe not my ankles are swollen and I'm super obsessed with my fucking clean ass ankles right now but also the other thing is that I can't I still am not able to stand like long enough in the shower and so you know I am showering okay I want to like preface that I am showering however it is like very hard for me. And so shaving is not something that I've really been able to do. And obvi- obviously you all know that I have not been able to go get a fucking wax, which I'm so upset about because um, like for, so my legs are hairy and my, you know, my Pikachu is also super hairy. And it's un- very unfortunate because uh, my right now with my knee and my ankles, I can't go fucking butterfly and and sit there and get waxed. So, you know, I'm not listen, I'm not saying that someone has to see my Pikachu on the first day. I'm just saying that, like, if that were to happen, I feel that I need to be prepared. And right now I am not. I'm a hairy mess, but I'm proud of myself for slowly getting back out there. And I think it's overall going to be, you know, a great thing. I I just yeah, it's a listen, there's a heat wave going on right now. I'm trying to feel the heat. It's fine. (laughs) I'm trying to heat up my dating life in the heat wave, which would also be horrible. Like me going on a first date when it's 110 degrees outside. It's a no. It's an absolute no for me. Like we'd have to go somewhere with air conditioning. I would die. Oh, I just got like such a horrible fear of someone who wants to like sit outside in the sun. I, I mean, I think I should just put it on the profile like I'm porcelain white. I do think I should change. I thought my Bumble um, bio was funny with the whole like looking for a golf instructor thing. But I'm starting to see that like because maybe it's just because like every fucking man I know in my life golfs that I was like every man must golf. But I feel like it's not getting me the 
the messages I was looking for. So I think I need something more clever, but I haven't really like thought it through or I could just, you know, I remember I remember my old one was that I was um, here to like find somebody with a dog so I could like pet their dog or whatever. (laughs) And I was like, maybe I should just stop saying I'm on this app for like alternative reasons and just be like, you know, I mean, I'm obviously not going to be like, hi, I'm here for the husband hunt. Like we, we say that kind of crazy for the podcast. That's just for us. You know, that's just for for me, me and my friends, you know. Also, just want to add that I did not forget about bringing Ask Ashley to the podcast. I just literally in my spare time, it's sleeping and like laying down and recovering. Like I am just trying to be really good at listening to my body. So I'm not doing a lot, which is driving me fucking nuts because, you know, me, I'm like a I'm a happy hour plans on the weekend. Why night kind of gal? So it's very hard for me to not have plans all the time and spend most of my time laying in bed. I am like rewatching Lucifer, which was a choice. Um, I do love the show, but I forget like how emotionally involved I get. And then I get all like <gasps> sad. It's just like a thing. But anyways, so um, I am I am working on just finding a way to like best get Ask Ashley tips. However, if you want to just submit a question to me on my DMs on Instagram, you can absolutely do that at Ashley Sleek, Ashley with two E's. Um, or you can submit a question on my website as well. You can just contact me on there at AshleySleek.com. Um, so it, I am bringing it back. But my I'm sorry what moment is also kind of an Ask Ashley moment. And it is also about dating. Because here's the thing. When I'm dating, I'm one of those people who gets like overly excited. And I've talked to a couple of my single friends about this recently um, about, you know, dating and you get so like excited and people are like, okay, you know, don't get excited too early. And I listen, I think that that advice is good. However, I don't think it's possible. So here's my thing. What what is so wrong about you getting excited? Okay, it's not like you're telling the guy that you planned your or girl that or they that you are, you know, planning on marrying them. However, secretly planning your wedding in your head, whatever, you know, be your own kind of crazy. okay? and here's the thing. This is why I say I don't I do have advice on how to deal with it and I'll get to that. But I want to start with the fact that I don't think you should beat yourself up for being that kind of person. okay? the way I look at it and I've had to identify this with myself because I do I get super excited I'm like oh my god this is so he's so cute this is so amazing I love his personality blah 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 the alternate to that to me is like I think that what happens is if you're someone who does that you have a, a very big heart and you wear your heart on your sleeve which means it's very easy to break so that is the downside of it right like you get really excited and the letdown's bigger however it just means that when you find somebody that is worthy of that love and somebody that is deserving of that love, like you're going to you're going to have all this love to give. Right. All that excitement is going to be there. Once again, I'm not saying you should tell them in any way, shape or form that you planned your wedding in your head. Like, you know what I mean? I I'm with you. I do it all the time. Like as someone who sits in several fucking weddings back to back to back, like, of course, I'm thinking about my wedding. You know what I mean? And I just I I think overall, it's like it's something that happens to us. I don't think it's something you're going to be able to, to necessarily stop those feelings for coming. So I think you should just embrace them and not bully yourself over them because I, I get stuck in like, a, I just wish I didn't get so excited and like all this stuff. No, that is a great part of life. It is awesome that you have your heart open enough to be excited about the potential of somebody else. The alternate is that you're closed off and you're never going to let somebody in. So be excited now. Putting on my Ask Ashley hat. Here is how I combat that, however. So I think this is a lot easier with the dating apps, actually, because I hear it all the time. You know, there's a lot of flaws in the dating apps. And one of the things people talk about is that you're like, I don't know, they're talking to like 100 other girls, right? Yes, but so are you. This is how I combated it. When I was dating, you know, I caught myself with Mr. Gorgeous. I remember getting so excited about Mr. Gorgeous right away. Like I went on my first date with him and then I went up to see um, Besties of the Podcast, Ryan and Julie. And I remember being like, oh, my God, I just oh, my God, I just he's so great. I don't know if I was like, I love him. I probably did. Honestly, I was like, I love him. He's perfect. Blah, blah, blah. And this is the first guy I had dated after Jimmy. So it's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like anybody was going to be that exciting, you know? So I I got super, super excited about him. And what I did then was, you know, 
I focused my energy on him. And then obviously it didn't work out. And I learned that like, actually, you should keep swiping. Like, I know people talk about this and they're like, I'm not the kind of person who can date multiple people at once. Listen, you're going to become one because this to me is the way to combat it. I'm not saying that like once it gets serious, you can like drop off those other people. But when I was dating Scotland, like I didn't get off the app for like quite some time because I was like, I don't want to feel fully committed to somebody when we're not there yet. Like, you know, I want to make sure that like I'm not getting too invested so then I don't get all like fucking heartbroken and shit, you know? So if you continue swiping and then I had this like good mode at that point, you know, and we all if you were around for the podcast and you remember, you know, like there were people in between that time that like, you know, it doesn't feel as like devastating, you know, and you're like, oh, my God, my world's over because this guy stopped talking to me. Like, of course, you're going to be sad. Buy yourself a muffin or whatever makes you feel good. You know, I don't know why I'm just really craving a Costco muffin. And it's not like you can just like walk up to the store and like buy one. First of all, you can't just walk up to a Costco, like got to be a member and all that shit. But then it's like you got to go through the whole fucking Costco. But I just really want like a Costco poppy seed muffin. And I don't know if like someone can make that happen for me. I would love it. And if while you're there, you want to get me a hot dog and a slice of pizza, too. I don't know. I'm just listen. The Prentizone baby is hungry. Anyways. All this is to say that I think that if you continue to just kind of date and like let it go easy and not be like, oh, my God, I like this guy. So I'm just going to focus my attention on him. I feel like then when it gets when that person disappears, you're not as like heartbroken. You're kind of like you deal with it and you're going to be sad. No shit. Like especially us who get that excited. Like then when they disappear, you're like so heartbroken. It's why like for me, you know, a, a, the breakup like I'm it's September you know like I'm still like dealing with it my heart was like fully open and there was a lot of things that happened that were so unfortunate and made it hard to get over the the breakup but in general like just even if nothing happened it was just like this like you know amicable split which it, it was I'm not saying it wasn't I'm just mean that like even if it was the best breakup in the world it still would take me a long time to process because I open my little heart up and then I just, you know, it hurt. So, um, yeah, all that is to say that like, yes, it's, it's going to hurt whatever, but I think you should just continue to date. Don't get too like riled up about one person. If you really feel like you can just date one person at a time and that's your thing, that's totally fine. I would just keep your mind open though and let yourself be excited, but don't let yourself be committed until you have that conversation and until both of you delete your apps, like that's it. You know what I mean? So anyways, I'm sorry. What? Don't feel bad that you're overly excited. You should be live life that way. I love being one of those kinds of people. Yes, it means that I get hurt harder. And when I do hurt, I fucking hate it. And I'm like, why? And then I remember why, because it's it's so much better to live life a way where you're excited about the little things than to not be excited about anything. Okay. Well, thank you all so much for listening. I'm so sorry to my late night crew who listen to the podcast, you know, like right when it drops. Um, (laughs) I don't know if anybody does that anymore, but, you know, uh, I I, I'm sorry it didn't come out right away. I was um, way too hot yesterday, so I needed to cool down a little bit. But it's still I'm sorry about Wednesday episodes dropping today. So that's all that matters. Right. Thank you all for listening. I love this podcast. I love you all. I'm so grateful that you take time out of your day to listen to this podcast and you enjoy it. I love getting your text messages and DMs about the episodes. Even if I'm shitty and I don't respond, just know that like I absolutely love it. I appreciate every single one of you. And um, I am excited to be back next week, maybe with an update on nipples. I cannot call him that, you guys. I have to be better. I have to. Okay, I love you. Okay, bye.